Hello, BBW lovers. Welcome to Hello. Hello. <laughs> Griff. Hello. Hello. Uh, welcome back to the second half of the uh, week 15 rundown. Um, before we start, I thought rather than a half time team talk, let's have a quiz. Wait. Oh, God. So, really well last time, I seem to remember. Yeah, yeah I won. Yeah, you did. And I lost. I couldn't even think of six teams. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I love Only Connect. Uh, so, mainly based on my love of, uh, of quizzing and my uh, inappropriate crush on Victoria Corn Mitchell. Uh, so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you, f- f- I'm going to give you three names or or people or of teams. Yeah. I want you to give me either the fourth in the sequence or what connects what is the connecting uh, of the of the of the sequence. So first one, so Randy Moss, Larry Fitzgerald, Terrell Owen. What's the next name? Jerry Rice. Yes. Can you tell me why? Um, most, most receiving catching. yards exactly yeah so we're off, we're off the mark did that count that's number one yeah Griff is 1-0 up watch me capitulate <laughs> so number question two Tom Landry Bill Belichick George Hallis Tom Landry no did you say Tom Landry he was, he was number one. Oh, sorry uh, Joe Madden nope Chuck Knoll nope Vince Lombardi. Nope. Can you tell me the connection? Yes. Most um, Super Bowl wins as a head coach. Longest tenured coaches. Nope. Oh. Uh, most teams coached. Most wins. Most wins. So uh, I, I won't give you that because it took you so too many goes. But now uh, Don Shula uh, is the most has the most wins. Uh, Are we limited to like two guesses each then? Or yeah, yeah, okay, I think okay, so. That's fine. Because otherwise, we just go yeah, this, this, and this. Oh, that's so. fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, oh, on that one because we've no, got no, women around it. Other ones, uh, a bit, I mean, we'll, 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 go, uh, we'll go with who comes closest. I like closest. this, this is good. So, Larry Fitzgerald, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry. Devontae Adams. Adam Thielen. Nope. Odell Beckham. Nope. It's pretty effing obvious. <laughs> Antonio Brown, it's uh, most uh, receptions by wide receivers this year. Um... So, uh, next one. Tom Brady, Case Keenum, Carson Wentz. Who's who's the, who's the next in this sequence? Do you think? Drew Brees. Nope. Blake Bortles. Nope. Or if you can tell me what the sequence is, yeah, I think it's passer rating. Quarterback rating. Quarterback, quarterback rating. rating. Yeah, quarterback yeah. rating. Jimmy G. Nope, Deshaun Watson yeah. was the highest quarterback rating in 2017. So, I've I got the rating there. I'm having that point. Yeah, as you, as you may have guessed, they're all about either records this season, all-time records, or the, to do with the We're Super Bowl. We're all depressed. So. That it's not the Christmas quiz. Yeah, we know we ruined that for you yesterday. We know you wanted to do a Christmas quiz. Uh, yeah. I do have a Christmas quiz. <laughs> if, if, we were, if we were all together on, on Christmas Eve, I'd throw out my Christmas quiz. Oh, nice, nice. I, I, yeah. think, I think so. I, ha- I have organised a little corner of the of the doghouse that will still be available for NFL viewing on Christmas Eve. Quite right too. Because obviously they do play, but obviously having it up on the projector might be awkward. So, um, all those who think it might be awkward say I. No, I think up on the projector. <laughs> <we're fine. laughs> we're all good. Should we should we just be podcasting in the corner? Yes, I think that would be amazing. <laughs> so um, next on one. Quiz. So, 
Second, AJ Boye. Second, Eric Weddle. Second, Kevin Bayard. Who's the? What's the next in the sequence? Or what is the sequence? Most sacks this year? No. Most interceptions this year? It is. Darius Slay? Darius Slay has the most. So, yeah, first, Darius Slay. The others are equal second. So that's uh, a point each, right? Yeah. I've, I've already lost count of the score, so... Uh, it's, it's two to me and one to everybody else. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Terrell Davis. Jamal Lewis. Chris Johnson. Players who ran 2,000 yards in a season. Yep. And I don't know who the next one is, I'm sorry. OJ Simpson. <laughs> no. Although having he was first... He w- so if it had gone back, this is most recent. Is it uh, LaShawn McCoy? Nope. Well, um, 2,000 yards, that's quite a long way. Um. <laughs> it's more than you've ever run in your life, right? Uh, I have no idea who, who it is. I can't... Andrew Peterson. Oh. Oh, of course. Yep. So, Joe Cap, 1969. Peyton Manning... 2013 Nick Foles 2013 It's people who scored seven touchdowns in a game Yes Yeah And the next person on the list is on your computer there John Yeah it is Who is it? It's someone you you could guess quite Drew Brees It is Drew Brees 2015 um, However the man wants to divide it up I'm happy to let you have that point I wouldn't have guessed So that. the next one is, is the music round uh, because music, of course the music crash crowd. crowd. So what would be the what would be the next in this sequence? Music up. Is it Justin Timberlake? It is. He's got it in one. So it's uh, performances at it's halftime of the, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl this year will be Justin Timberlake. Oh, no. or you're going back to the uh, Janet you Jackson. You got very lucky, yeah. It's the Janet, Janet Jackson, Jackson one when he got when he got her tit out. Yeah. Um, what, Michael? Yeah. Wardrobe malfunction, I believe. Yeah. Yes. So uh, be, if it was only connect, that'd be five points because in, yeah, in between, there's also you two and Shania Twain. So uh, I lined those two up for nothing. That don't impress me much. I don't have to play it now. Well, that's just has lost a few more listeners. Oh, it's so bad. Um, but yeah, uh, so I expect you to get a cowboy hat. That put me in the lead with my. Put in the lead. Yeah. Now you're up to six, aren't you? So next one. I think this is the last one. This is the last one. You had, you had nine. This is number ten. So 2001 Rams. 2004 Panthers. 2005 Eagles. What's the next in that sequence? Mm. Is it the 2015 Panthers? No. Right year. 2015 Broncos. Nope. That's your two guesses. 2015 Chargers. Nope. 2015 Seahawks. Yep. It's people the Pats beat in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, who do you want to put on the list for this year? Uh, Browns. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's who Steve Chase has got anyway. So uh, for the Super Bowl. So, well, he's got uh, yeah, Bucks. I've got Browns. They're winning the Super Bowl. So uh, 
doesn't know a lot about football, does he? No. No, but then so far we'll go. We'll go into our our playoff and Super Bowl picks later. See how we're feeling. But um, yeah, John, that was a good quiz. Yeah, good quiz. I enjoyed that. So and I won that purely you, on a you, guess on Justin Timberlake. <laughs> well done, you. Well done. Yeah, no. Five so points for one terrible guess. <laughs> the rest of it, I was pretty pony at. But when it comes to music, um, not too bad. There you go. So. Uh, first game we'll go over is the Dogshit Jets uh, at the New Orleans Saints, nineteen to thirty-one. Amazing uh, how dogshit they look without Josh McCowan. Yeah. Uh, so Bryce Petty, I think I text you all to say he looked like a child playing in the NFL. Nineteen of thirty-nine, hundred seventy-nine yards. Did have a touchdown, two interceptions, and generally looked terrified. Yep. Uh, I don't think we're going to see much out of Bryce Petty after the end of this season. No. I think that'll be him done in the NFL. Yeah. he is not good. Yeah, look, I think we said after about week six um, that, the, that the Jets had probably peaked. Um, and obviously, you know, losing your quarterback um, and having to bring in Petty is, is always a problem. Um, Saints, though, still look like a really great team. You know, I offensively, did see somebody had tweeted they'd be better off with Tom Petty, and he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably not far wrong, um, but yeah, I think you know the Saints breeze twenty six out of thirty six, two hundred eighty five yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. That's that's fine. Uh, Ingram seventy four yards and two touchdowns. Um, that's just running, and then he had what seventy seven yards receiving. Kamara, 44 yards rushing, 45 yards and a touchdown receiving. And then Thomas with 93 yards. So that means that Michael Thomas now has 94 catches in two seasons. Who is the only other player to have two 90-plus seasons? Beckham? I don't know. John's right. The only other player in NFL history to have two 90-plus reception seasons. Wow. Yeah. And start their career is Odell Beckham, and he's got a thousand and eighty-five yards so far this season. They're having a great season. Um, so Ingram and Kamara are both on pace for over fifteen hundred yards from scrimmage. Yep, which would make them the first. I think it's the first back duo to do that. Uh, first to do both to do fifteen. Yeah, and they're also if they both get voted to the Pro Bowl, it'll be the first time two running backs from the same team have been voted there in about forty years. Yeah. Uh, 1997 the Bucks had a running back and full back voted to the Pro Bowl together but these two are specifically down as running backs it would be the first time in about 40 years it's happened yeah. and the Saints are the only team that have three players on their roster that have over a thousand yards already from scrimmage including Michael Thomas that's bonkers that's absolutely nuts uh, this is why I think they're going to win the Super Bowl it's because I don't know what you stop um the Jets. The Jets have released Jeremy Curley following his suspension for PEDs. So, Gary, what do you reckon Jeremy Curley's uh, explanation for his failed drugs test was? Did he eat untreated wild boar? No. Oh, I like that one. That's what the Furies went with, wasn't it? Yeah. That can have higher levels of testosterone in it, can't it? Think, think far further outside yeah. the box. Imagine there is no box. <laughs> the the box is just a dot to him. Did he <laughs> did he uh, have his drink spiked? Did no. He, um, did someone spike his pizza? <laughs> no. You can still see the box, can't you? Yeah. So did the fairies? Imagine imagine you're asking me, and I'm Jeremy Curley. 
why I failed the drugs test. John, John, why did you fail your drugs test? I don't know. There's a lot of ghosts around here. Ghosts <laughs> put it in there. You know, the ghost of Christmas past. I don't know. <laughs> Do you think he was still on drugs when he gave that interview? <laughs> the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> so the only way that could be anywhere funnier is if he'd have been Jacob. Mark. I was going to say, surely you at least you named somebody that could be a person. Ebenezer Scrooge did it. Uh, he's a big fan of another team. So, no, noting that he's been done for PEDs, he had promised to analyse the results uh, and conduct his own private investigation, which he hasn't bothered doing. Now, who's he going to call Ghostbusters? <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Um, but yeah, look, if I know. knew exactly what the substance was, I probably wouldn't That's have known what the consequences behind it, so I probably wouldn't have took it, but it's in the wind now. <laughs> yeah. That cocaine I took. It's in the past. Learn from it and move on. What was it? Which uh, the Jets have done. I don't know what he got done for. He told me it wasn't pure. (laughs) Mainly toothpaste, mate. (laughs) Well, I don't think the Jets are going to miss him particularly. He did all right there, but it's all about Robbie Anderson there now. So I I think where their season's going, it's not a problem to not have him around. No. um, Do we think Todd Bowles is back next season? He should be. He has to be. I think so as well, Gary. Yeah, I've said all season. I think he should be. Um, okay, doesn't mean he wins, but rare he should. To find the four of us agreeing, but I really hope Todd Bowles gets another season, and I really hope when we do our preseason rundowns, we can say the Jets are in with a shout of at least an eight and eight season because he deserves some sort of recognition for what he's done this year. But we've all watched this long enough. He'll, he'll be that guy at the end of the season, won't he? Yes, I would think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Um, yeah, Petty. I mean, he had two picks, but he's, to be fair, his picks came off a deflection and a hail mary. So, you know. yeah, he just but he still only got 179 yards. And so, Christian Hackenberg is the other quarterback. Are we going to see him next week? No, because no. they've already come out and said we're not going to. There's no then desire. Hackenberg never ever no. plays in the NFL. No. Uh, if, they, if he can't play after that he never plays he's just no. going to disappear no, uh, and I think at the end of the season they're both gone and the Jets have probably got three brand new quarterbacks next year because McCowan might be back but he's already said he may have thrown his last pass in the yeah. NFL it was really he gave that um, really emotional press conference every week when he, uh, which was fair enough I'd love to see him back because they're going to have to probably trade for a quarterback as well yeah. aren't they? Well, the, the Jets are another place I could see Bradford landing because yeah. that's the sort of player they would take on and draft the youngster yeah. behind him. So, yeah. no, I don't know. You'll, you'll see a quarterback traded to the I Jets. I think there's going to be a lot of movement in the quarterback market. Yeah, it's going to be a busy summer. And uh, you might be surprised, some of it comes down to Alex Smith. If they decide to go ahead with Mahomes, where does Alex Smith go? That won't happen. We'll see. But someone who would, would be getting a, a Super Bowl winning quarterback then. <laughs> <laughs> and as we know from earlier, only Brad Johnson has ever been let go after winning the Super Bowl. So, it's been quite a... Sh- it's, Breeze is obviously still one of the top quarterbacks, but it's not been a usual year for Breeze, because how many... On average, how many 300-yard games a season do you reckon he has? Usually. Nine. Ten, yeah. 9.8, so oh, ten. Yeah. Um, this year, he's 6. had three. 6.7. Wow. Yeah, but they're running the but ball. But they are running they're the ball. Running it's, the ball. A, it's, but, but when it's you just get, strange to see, but he's an older quarterback, and actually, you've got a young player like Kamara in there. Yeah, you know, why not let him do the bulk of the work? You no, know, definitely. In England, I think, 
I think that's managing the game very well. He will be getting hit a lot less because he's not trying to throw the ball 300 yards every week. The only people moaning are fantasy owners of Breeze who probably aren't going to be uh, probably uh, moaning about being in the he, most ball this he's, week. He's still, um, he's still scoring between 17 and 20 points yeah. most weeks because he doesn't turn the ball over too much and he normally throws for two or three touchdowns and around 250 yards. So he's still, even fantasy-wise, he's still um, a decent uh, decent bet, really. But yeah. Um, should we move on to the next game? Yep, let's. Dolphins, 16. Bulls, 24. Yeah, so back <laughs> back to being <laughs> Griff's Cutler. Um <laughs> Three interceptions and, and four fumbles. So after ripping up the uh, the Patriots last week, um, which I thoroughly enjoyed, um, yeah, he managed to prove Michael right the week after he played his team. So what I, a steaming I, I, turd of a quarterback. That's funny though, isn't yeah. it? It is funny. I, I found that when I saw that, I thought oh, you're going to be shaking your head and get really angry, and I'm going to love it. I'm, I'm not angry because this is what I expected out of Cutler all season. This is why I proclaimed Matt Moore for starter for the, the Dolphins because this Would is Matt Moore beat the Patriots. I don't think it mattered. I don't think it mattered who was a quarterback that day. I just think we didn't play to that game. We played for the Steelers game. Um, the, the, how, how do you go from beating the best team in your conference to not being able to at least be competitive with the Bills? Because I know they only lost by, what, eight points, but it wasn't close. The Bills had another gear to go into if they wanted to, and the Dolphins were shit. They were awful. Yeah. Uh, Three interceptions for Cutler and four fumbles. All recovered, but four fumbles. Yeah, yeah. four fumbles, but they all went backwards. So, yeah. as, I don't know. It, he's played himself out of the league. He's done. Like He will not be back. And the Dolphins are in a situation where, do they bring Tannehill back and rely on him? Or are they trading for someone else? Or drafting for someone else? God knows, God knows. I think they've found a player in Drake, definitely. Yeah. You know, he can sing, he can run, he can catch. Um, you know... <laughs> Took you a second, but well done. Um, Landry Parker and Stills is a great threesome at yep. wide receiver. And Kenyon Drake has filled in for a threesome. Wow, I, did, I even missed that one. I didn't <laughs> even, really. And I wonder which one goes on top. Uh, anyway, Kenyon Drake seems to be filling in for Jay Ajayi's role very well. This is good. We've also got, um, is it Williams? Williams as, as well. well. Yeah. He's injured, but as well. He's so it, it's going to come down to the quarterback. And they're not going to have one. And they're... No. If the Bills work out a deal with Taylor and he stays, the Dolphins suddenly tumble potentially to the bottom of this division because the Jets will only be better next year. Kaepernick? Possibly. He could fit in in Miami. Yeah. Miami yeah, is a place where that would work. Yes, yeah, definitely. So, um, it, both in terms of you know um, the culture in Miami and also um, the, the way the team plays. So, I, I think Kaepernick to Miami, if he doesn't end up at the Panthers with Diddy... Um, I was going to say, it's going to be hard... As an owner. Yeah. It's going to be hard to play for the Dolphins when you're a part owner of the Panthers. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see it's what happens never gonna that. Happen. never going to happen. The 31 other owners are never, ever going to let that happen. Yeah. It, you, it, I'm not saying it's right, but when they've got Can- Colonel Sanders up front fronting their 31-man ownership group against P. Diddy, it's never going to happen. But yeah, so I think Kaepernick may be there. Um, I think if P. Diddy leads on the fact that he's just going to be bringing just swathes of women uh, to, the, to get games with him, Jerry Jones and the other owners might think, well, maybe you've got to think about the, the, the power of, uh, of social media as well. And um, you know the amount of following that some of these people can put together. Yeah, you've um, got to think about the power of old white guys. The, the perceived yeah. power yeah. of old white guys. Financial. Nah, power fina- of, of financial. Old white then guys. they are not going to want to. It's, it's 
I get what you mean. I'm I do not saying it's right. And I think the NFL is now the only one of the big four sports in America without a majority black, black owner. owner. And it, it, clearly, that's not going to last forever. But they are not ready. They're just not, they're just not ready. Jerry Jones would offend someone within minutes of them walking in the door. You just know it's going to happen. And unlike, is it Richardson at the Panthers? Jones ain't going to sell up and move on. They didn't let Trump in. They're not, you know, who is a fellow... You know, old white guy. They're not going to let Diddy in. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Diddy, well, there Diddy we go. In a partnership with Kaepernick. Yeah, they're going to be. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, delighted, guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. But um, yeah, away from the politics, uh, the Bills. Um, Tyra Taylor looked very good running most of the time. Um, you know, seventeen or twenty-nine. So completion rate wasn't great, um, but it still got two hundred and twenty-four yards and a touchdown. Um, and he rushed six times for forty-two yards and a touchdown, where he just sneaked the ball inside the pylon. And then Shady McCoy. So Shady McCoy has gone over 10,000 yards. So John's put down he was the 30th player um, to do that in his career. Um, and he's also the oldest running back in the NFL's top 10 leading rushers this year with over 1,000. Yeah. So he's fifth in the league at the moment. And he's 29 years old, McCoy, and he's the oldest in the top 10. He's on the only uh, player in NFL history with 10,000 yards, uh, 400 uh, receptions, an average of four and a half yards per carry, and eighty career touchdowns. So, you know, it's you know anything with stats, but you know it's, it's impressive. Uh, you know, it goes back to that question I asked right at the start of the season: is why on earth would, if you were Shady McCoy, would you play for the Bills? Thank you. If you have a look at some of the company that he's in when he got to that record, because he was the person to do it in the fifth fewest carries so you have a look at some of the other people who were within that company so Jim Brown he was alright Adrian Peterson Barry Sanders and E.J. Simpson yep the juice nothing controversial there nope Moving on, but yeah, yeah, so you know the Bulls stay. Um, they're still in the uh, in the wild card spot at the moment. They're in the eighth seed, aren't they? Yeah, or the sixth seed? Sorry, sixth seed. you don't want to be the eighth seed. That's rubbish. It's getting quite late, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, but they, <laughs> they are. You must be all right. They're wrapped up in your 49ers blanket. It's making me a little bit dozy, actually, <laughs> like an old American man. So we're gonna ha- we're gonna liven Gary up now because Houston Texans seven. Jacksonville Jaguars, 45. Now, balls, 21 of 29, 326 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, I still think he's crap. I will be the first to say this, right? This was a superb game from Blake Bortles. This is why last two seasons I picked him up in fantasy, because on his day, on his day, he is excellent. I will now listen to Gary tell me how great he is, and then I will contend with something to show you why it will all fall apart. Look... So I, you know, I try and defend Bortles from a neutral point of view. I am not a Jaguars fan, uh, apart from that, they they helped me along my way in fantasy this year um, through their defense, and I think their defense is great. But I think that he has improved as a player, and Griff will probably tell me that. He, and I would probably guess that his quarterback rating has probably improved by around ten points over the last couple of years. Um, and I think he does lots of things better than lots of other people. And he doesn't try and be the star. He doesn't try, you know, too hard to do things he can't do. So 
I think there's a lot to respect about Blake Bortles, and I think that's showing in the results this year. And I'm not saying he's perfect, and I'm not saying he's in the top quartile of quarterbacks. Um, but actually, I think we should show him some respect because he is leading a team that is ten and four, and is one, and they're likely to win all of their remaining games, and could be the first or second seeds potentially in the AFC. Last time Jaguars were in the playoffs. 11 years ago? 2007. Yeah, it was 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Ah. So, they've returned to respectability. This is true. Uh, And Blake Bortles has 19 touchdowns to 8 interceptions. Most impressively this weekend, he did win without Leonard Fournette. I would like to bring to your attention Super Bowl 30. Steelers versus Cowboys. What the hell has that got to do with Blake Bortles? Hold on. Hold on. There was a very similar character this year, in this year, the quarterback of the Steelers was a man called Neil O'Donnell who threw 17 touchdowns and 7 interceptions in the regular season took the Steelers all the way to the Super Bowl and for anybody who cares to watch the highlights of that game the Cowboys win based on two tragic interceptions thrown by Neil O'Donnell as he reverted to type from all his other seasons and threw to players who simply weren't there and if Blake Bortles gets to the final or the conference championships games he will be the reason they lose but he might not have to be but he will be yeah but you don't know that because he will revert to type yeah but he might not have to revert to type if Fournette is fit if and if the defence holds them to 14 points for example he won't need to be the Blake Bortles of the last 2-3 to three years he just won't need to be because Fournette will have run a touchdown in he'll have chucked a a short touchdown pass to somebody in the red zone, maybe a tight end or, you know, someone else. Um, I can't think of any of their names right now. Um, but, you know, he will... I don't I don't think that's going to happen. I think you're... You can't say he's a bad quarterback or he's not as good as I say because of what he may do. That's like Minority Report with old fucking Tom Cruise, isn't it? You know, he might kill somebody. I don't think I've ever seen it. Um, well, you'll get a reference. Before Joe Flacco thing. won the Super Bowl, you'd never have said Joe Flacco's going to win a Super Bowl. And you'd have no faith in him winning an- another one. You'd say the Ravens' defence might win one, as you'd say the Jaguars' defence might win one. But if they come up against basically any of the other teams that are going to be in the playoffs, he is going to have to throw for some yards, and he will revert to type. As John stated at the beginning of this segment, I have zero faith in Blake Balls going interception so, free in a big game so do you think with say for example there's no Antonio Brown do you think the Jaguars beat the Steelers in the in the Super Bowl they wouldn't play in the Super Bowl they'd play oh, no, in the, sorry, the, conference. the conference championship game no no I don't know I th- absolutely don't you've got to look at like if you look at the actual roster there's some bang average wide receivers playing for that Jacksonville team yeah and Blake Balls is making them look good no, the run game so far has made them look good. He has been allowed to repair his reputation as the season's gone on. And he's hold on, very well. hold on. How many rushing yards is Fournette averaging? I don't think he's averaging that many but rushing not just yards. Fournette, is there? No, there's, there's also yards. Ivory who went off with a groin strain this week. It looked like, and they've got TJ Yeldon as well, haven't they? Yes. Yeah. yeah? Yep. So they have got three running backs. Yeah, but Fournette 
He's gone for two or three games of over 100 yards, but most of his games have been around 60 yards plus touchdowns, I would think. And most of the 100-plus yard games so, are based off one massive run. Exactly. <laughs> so actually, they, haven't built, they have built through lots of reps, but most of their yardage has come through the air. And, and, and you're right. And whilst we're on that subject, I think Blake Balls was the first Jaguars quarterback ever to throw multiple touchdowns in three consecutive games with no interceptions. That's not a steamed company, though, is it? No, but still... Uh, it's it's showing that he's one of the best quarterbacks they've had. I'm not disputing that. I'm saying quarterbacks under pressure and duress tend to revert to type, and his type is he will take one too many chances, and in a big game, he will be the reason they lose that game. I mean, if you looking at their offense, I mean, like I say, bang average receivers. I mean, who was had you heard of Jaden Mickens before this game? Only because I read his name prior to the start of the season. No, I hadn't heard him in any games. No. So if you were playing, if you were defense against this team, who'd you cover? Who are you going to put most of the coverage against? Who are you going to double cover? The running backs. No, none of the wide receivers. I don't think any of them are that good. I, do, I, I think the, the the other thing here is they were playing Houston, who are about twenty eighth against the pass. So, so hold on, right? So Fournette, right? Nine hundred and twenty three yards. Yeah, that's what he's actually rushed for for the season. For the season. Right. So under a thousand yards. Ivory three hundred eighty. Uh, Blake Bortles two hundred eighty two yards. Yeah, he's good. So he's right ahead, ahead of TJ Yeldon. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's. And then you've got Marquis Lee, 702. Alan Hearns, 446. Obviously, he's been injured. Um, and then you've got Keelan Cole on 607. Um, but nearly 200 of them just came from this game. Mercedes Lewis, only 283 yards. But obviously, he scores Five touchdowns. So, that to me looks like a balanced quarterback. If, if you were looking at Alex Smith and looking at those, you'd be telling me Alex Smith manages the game properly. So, how is it any different? I mean, if you look at the Falcons last year... Makes take, me angry now. You take the Falcons last year. Take away Julio Jones. All right, you see Sanu now because of last season. But Sanu was the guy who bounced around teams before the Falcons, wasn't he? Yes. So He's been in the Bengals and places. Yeah. So if I think, don't get me wrong, the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. I've said it from day one. <laughs> All I'm saying but, is that to me, when you read that out, that appears to be a rather balanced attack. Yes, it does. It doesn't. It doesn't appear to be massively run heavy, and it doesn't appear to be that he's throwing the bombs and all this sort of stuff. It seems to be pretty balanced. And if you've got an amazing defence, just have a pretty standard balanced offence and you will be in every single game. And then and against terrible teams, you will completely destroy them. And your defence will probably score you 10 points, 10 to 15 points. And the Texans are a completely terrible team now. Exactly. And that's the point, which is fine. It's absolutely fine. So, But they're 10 and 4. And yes, they've lost four games, but that also means they've beat some decent teams as well. So... Um, so yeah I think I've defended him reasonably well I completely disagree with you (laughs) John and I sat there at the weekend and we called three or four interceptions sitting on the sofa from various players and I'm telling you now if he gets to the championship game or the Super Bowl I will call the interceptions as he throws them I look forward to it he will collapse under pressure I think he'll he'll surprise you I'm surprised already but that's not the point. I, I don't dislike the guy. You look at his ratings over the past few years, he's definitely calmed down the interceptions, but it's cost him a load of touchdowns as well. This is the least touchdowns he's thrown to What's his rating change from, though? Uh, last season, 78.8. This season, 89.7. So, 10 points, like I said. Yeah, 2015, he was 88.2. So, it's only 1.5 points from there. Yeah. But 
No, he, he is making progress, but he is not ready to win the big game. No way. The Jags' defense is ready, and he is still not ready. But I, I, I'm with Gary on this. Nobody would have seen Joe Flacco. I said that. I said nobody would have picked Joe Flacco to win the Super Bowl. But I don't think that happens that often, that a, a quarterback gets carried all the way. All I'm saying is, I'm not saying he wins the Super Bowl. I'm just saying, you don't know he loses the Super Bowl. And I'm not even sure he gets to the Super Bowl. No. And that's, I never said he would get to the Super no. Bowl. I've never said that. But all I'm saying is, I don't think you can suddenly say that he is going to lose it oh, for I haven't them. suddenly said it. I know, but... I'm saying it all season. I don't, game. Well, we'll see, won't we? We'll see. Yeah, we will. Yeah. I think he's, Looking forward to it. he's bought respect this season. <laughs> not from me. I think, I think he's building up credibility. This is time person of the year, Blake Balls. John, move us on to the next game. <laughs> Before me and Griff come to uh, no, no, I'm going to move on to the uh, Texans. Uh, Yates, twelve of thirty-one, a hundred and twenty-eight yards, a touchdown, also an interception. Um, Eighty of those yards came from Hopkins, who continues to be uh, other than Osweiler quarterback proof. But yeah, Yates starts next week. Um, who are the Texans playing next week? They are playing. I mean, which team is beating the Texans next week? That is not good. TJ Yates is a backup's backup. The Steelers. Fuck, <laughs> man. I mean, honestly, Houston, they're so unlucky. Because with Deshaun Watson, they're a playoff team. And we're not even having this conversation about the Jags because they're not sitting top of that division. They finished the season in what's going to be just a, a, a game of complete to- it's just going to be toilet they're playing the Colts yeah yeah and um, obviously the score that Hopkins got um, was his 12th touchdown catch of the season which set a new franchise record for the Texans wow. and um, since 2008 he is equal second with the most uh, end zone targets in a regular season um, with 24 um, in this season alone um, there was one person who got 25 in, in 2011 who do you think that is? Randy Moss sorry? Brandon Marshall got 25 uh, uh. end zone targets so obviously two games to go so DeAndre Hopkins could, could lead yeah, that yeah, yeah uh, for, for the for the Jags two touchdowns for Bob Hammon two for Mickens and uh, yeah I mentioned uh, Bird getting one uh, it was Mickens who's had one reception and two touchdowns yeah uh, before uh, this week um, Grant as well but, and yeah they made the playoffs but let's move on and Hopkins one last one for you um, he's um only the sixth player in NFL history to come up with 92 plus receptions for at least 1,300 yards and 12 touchdowns in a single season. He's he's great. He's he is great. very good. If, yeah. they have, if they had someone decent throwing into him the whole it's season, like the AJ Green scenario. It's like you're a brilliant player on an awful team. He's yep. turd polish. Yep. Shady McCoy. Well, that's that's the way I'd say it. Turd polish. Yeah. So. LA Rams. Charge of nicknames, isn't it? <laughs> LA Rams 42, Seahawks 7. Todd Gurley 42. I love Seahawks Todd Gurley. 7. I had auto pick in my playoff this week and I thought I was going to lose. And I was until Gurley just rescued me with 42 points, highest of the season for fantasy owners. Um, yeah, 152 yards of 21 rushes, three touchdowns. He also uh, took three receptions for 28 yards and another touchdown. 
I love him. Uh, quite frankly, the other touchdown came from Woods. Uh, as well, though, I mean, however impressive they were offensively, defensively, uh, Wilson came out and said, Aaron Donald's the hardest player he's going to come up against this season. And he was. He destroyed. Seven times Wilson was sacked, wasn't he? Yeah. I think... I don't think you can count the Seahawks out yet because their season isn't the hardest one to end with. They've got the Cowboys and the Cardinals. Yeah. Just two winnable games for them. But this shows you how behind they are against the other teams that are going to make it to the playoffs. They just don't look capable this year of going all the way. No. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I know that they had some dissension in the ranks with Wagner being questioned for playing while injured. Earl, was it Earl Thomas questioned him and that's all yeah. sort of blown up in their face a little bit um, I know Wilson is accounting for roughly 80% of their total offensive it's about yards 82%, 82% wasn't it when we looked earlier in the it's year it's just I don't know they're, they're clinging on basically but they've always they always had a run game didn't they they have yeah. in the past not this season what they yeah, have that, is Wilson mm. running anywhere the only only real chance I think they've got at the moment uh, potentially is if they win those last two games um, to take the division so they can still win the division if the Rams lose the last two games they're both at 4-1 and one in the division so um, would they lose a tiebreaker against the Rams there? Uh, uh, no it's 1-1 so one one, isn't it? yeah so the Seahawks would need to win both of theirs and then the Rams would lose um, so the Seahawks the Rams play um, the 49ers and the Seahawks play the Cardinals on the last week of the season so that means if they won both of theirs and the Rams lost both of theirs then the Seahawks would have a 5-1 and one record and the Rams would have a 4-2 and two record in the division so they're uh, okay. potentially more likely to win the division um, than get into the wild card but that, um, that's a Cowboys team with Zeke next week isn't it? it is yeah so yeah, I, I think I think they're struggling now. Is is my honest opinion? Well, who here thinks they beat the Cowboys with Zeke? I don't. I is, don't. is it in Dallas? It is. It is. It is in Dallas. It is in Dallas. If it's in Dallas, then I take the Dallas Cowboys. So we're, go, we're going. All four of us think the Cowboys win, and the Seahawks are done. Then they're done. Yeah. Are they done for the playoffs, or just done for? So they'd be at eight and six, um, and the Cowboys would be at nine. Uh, they'd be sorry, eight and seven. The Cowboys would be at nine and six. I think the, they're done. The, the Falcon. They, I think they'd be done. Okay. Yeah. So that's 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 fine. So uh, that's what I'm saying. Mate. Unanimous for us all to agree on. Yeah. Even even if they do. Sneak it in. They are going no further than the uh, first round yeah. of the playoffs. They that just, no that is um, a massive result. Yes, yeah. in Seattle, in Seattle, that happened. That we can't forget that. Yeah. So, um, didn't Seattle beat the Rams at the start yeah. of the season? Yeah, did, yeah. And they and uh, they didn't let Gurley get any yardage. Exactly. Yeah. So, and we know that the Seattle defense is beaten up a little bit. But that shows a massive chasm between those uh, two teams has emerged over the season. It was their biggest half-time deficit since 2010 when they lost uh, 41-7 to the Giants. Um, but yeah, they were just toilet, quite frankly. Um, but Gurley is the second player in Rams history to have 1,800-plus scrimmage yards and 15 touchdowns in the team's first 14 games of the season. The other one is a pro football Hall of Famer. Who is it? Marshall Falk. Marshall nope. Falk? Nope. I don't know. I don't know. Ed Dickerson in 1983. Oh, yes. 
Uh, yeah. Can you tell me who the last person to get uh, four scrimmage touchdowns, uh, three rushing, one receiving was? It's one of your faves. Kamara? I can see it in yeah. front of me, so I can't. Go on, no, I don't know. Danny Woodhead. Ah, I knew there was a reason. Yeah, 2015. That failed miserably. Um, I'd like to point out the special teams for the Rams. Pharaoh Cooper. Oh, what a 53-yard punt return. And he was, I think he's averaging the best part of 19 yards on his seven returns. They just dominated on the special teams, and which just meant that their field position every time they started was far more advanced than the Seahawks could cope with. Uh, Pharaoh Cooper has been consistently excellent in the return game. Yep. He's done very little else as a as a receiver this year. But is it Fossil, John Fossil? We all saw on uh, oh Hard Knocks last year. Was it Hard Knocks or the other one? Um, all or Nothing? I think I it was know. Hard Knocks. Was, I think it was Hard Knocks. And, and he was the best thing about that team last year when they were losing under uh, Jeff Fisher. And he has coached this special teams to be absolutely spot on now. Yeah, yeah, they are brilliant. Yeah, now, um, yeah, for that great result for Rams and for <coughs> Seahawks, it's uh, unless they fix that O line, uh, I worry for and their Wilson. defense as well. I think they you've obviously got sacked seven times, yeah. but I think they've just got a number of problems at the moment. Some of it's through injuries, some of it's through poor recruitment, and um, you know, just focusing it's, on the defense. Yeah, it's a team very much seemingly uh, diminishing returns. So. Tennessee Titans 23 San Francisco 49ers 25 Great New England Patriots <laughs> Jimmy G So it's all about Jimmy G Is he the first rookie To win his first five games I think he is starts? He's the second The second Sorry who's the first I don't know rookie But Roethlisberger won five in a row yeah. Ah yes he is the first Since Roethlisberger I apologise Yes he is That's not a bad company to be no, in No it's a very good company He looks brilliant He's not throwing the touchdown darts But he's marching that team Up and down the field It's excellent So I've got a few Jimmy stats Of course you have So Got his inside leg Everything Whatever I can find I'm in love List of his fears um, So um, So The number of San Francisco quarterbacks To throw for 800 plus Yards in their first three starts before Jimmy G, who was thrown for over a thousand, thrown for a thousand and eight yards. The number of them have done yeah. it. one, none. Oh wow! So no, no, no quarterbacks have ever thrown for those more than eight hundred yards in their first three games. Jimmy G, not that many touchdowns, but over a thousand yards in three games. Right, the next one. How many career receptions has Jimmy G got? How many receptions has he got? Yeah. I don't know. One. John? Dunno. <laughs> that was that was a long time to say I don't know. Two. So he's got two career receptions that have been batted down passes from Jimmy G. <laughs> so he has passed the ball to himself twice, yeah? Um and he also has uh, one comeback win, which is the same uh number um as Tom Brady has had whilst they've been playing at the same time. On that stat you mentioned a minute ago about the batted down passes to himself, the, the chap we mentioned earlier, Brad Johnson, he was the first and I think only quarterback to have a pass batted down to himself that he then rushed in for a touchdown. So he's the only man with a reception to himself for a score. <laughs> really? I don't know why that's in my head, but probably because I read his name and followed it through with that. Yeah. Anyway. But Selleck, two uh, touchdowns now. One. Uh, so it's... Seem to be, you know, he's a tight end for a young quarterback. It yep. seems to be the, uh, the thing. Goodwin, another game over 100 yards. Yep. No touchdowns 
since the Giants game, but um, he he's, he's playing very well. Playing very well, stretches the field for them. Uh, if you've got Gould in your fantasy team, you yeah. probably did all right. Brilliant. Yeah. I lost because of Gould. Yeah. Twenty-one points. Yeah. Look, you know, it's important that we don't turn the ball over. And what he's doing is he's allowing the defense to spend some time off the field to recover from the early starts of the season where we spent a lot of time on the field um, and that is allowing us to manage the game and he, he looks so good honestly three games in a row Only other th- there's only a, one other team that won three games in December isn't there? I don't know don't know go on who would that be? I did see it earlier but I, I can't remember but there's only one other team stat. I think um, you're probably right to be fair because I can't think of many that have um, one of the kickoff questions I had prepared for today in case I didn't go with the original one was regarding Jimmy G uh, that a second round choice for him is ludicrously cheap and that yes. he wins at least one Super Bowl in the next 10 years anybody take that? I take, I take that within 10 years he has led this team to a Super Bowl I think he's that good I see Bortles winning one first I think you're insane I think um, I think I think it's ridiculously I think it's cheap I think they didn't want him to be in the AFC and that's why it was so cheap um, but I'm well happy with it He's, he looks great but who you know it's all dependent about who they're going to put around him because at the moment it's not good enough but if, when you get but Pierre Garçon back next year I know a lot of 49ers fans don't rate him as a number one receiver but look at his yardage stats he is a number one receiver they yeah. they have the pl- the pieces in and around the team they don't need to do a lot to make this a playoff contending team yeah um, it's helping um, Hyde as well he's picking up some better numbers since uh, Jimmy G's come in um, the Tetons can't win if they can't run the ball nope. so Henry was eight rushes 20 yards and a touchdown Murray was 18 for 59 that is not enough they cannot run if they they cannot win if they don't run the ball uh, Mario to 241 yards and two touchdowns no picks that's fine but if they don't have a ground game the receiving core is not good enough to gain the extra no. they're never going to get 350 not, yards they're not yet. good enough and he's not good enough for throwing the ball um so that's what causes Another a problem. touchdown for Delaney Walker, though. Always. He, he does love a touchdown, doesn't he? Most tight ends love a touchdown, don't they? Um, the other team that um, have gone... Have gone some, three, he had some drops as well, so yeah. it's, you know... Yeah. The other team that go have gone three games unbeaten are the Cowboys. Oh, there you go. On the rebound after struggling when Zeke was first out. So they lost the first two, he was out, and then, or two or three, and then they bounced back with, um, with three wins in a row. So they're the only two teams at the moment. Um, so... Yeah, over the last month, we've got a better record than the Patriots, the Eagles. Um, yeah, I'm just like, I'm loving it. It's like living the dream. So, um, yeah, I'm sat yeah. here in my San Francisco 49ers cape tonight. Living the dream. Follow- in two weeks, you know, it's... Following our Jags discussion, I'm really pleased that you're living the dream. I'm delighted to see Jimmy G doing so well. I'm devastated that we let him go so cheaply. And I will be cheering for him in the NFC. He That will be my NFC team. Uh, because... I really wanted to see him 10 years down the line playing for the Patriots. You must have a plan. You must have a plan of who you're going to bring in there. I think we're just going to keep Brady going. And fucking Brian Hoyer. I, like we said before this started, if Brian Hoyer comes in and plays in the Super Bowl because Brady goes down injured and wins it, I think you'll probably just implode. 
Yeah, I don't think I could cope. That would be an interesting Super Bowl um, podcast if Brian Hoyer ends up throwing the winning touchdown or something. And uh, just to, to give you guys a bit of excitement, you know, pre-Christmas, we are planning on uh, podcasting during the Super Bowl yeah. this year. Um, so, yeah, expect that to be... Uh, Drunk as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but, you know, I think for the Tetons, really big loss. Um, you know, yeah, devastating. they're in a lot of trouble now. Yeah, it's, it's not looking... I mean... I really wanted them to sneak into the, into the playoffs. I still think they, they can. might do. They, they might still, do. They still can. Uh, let's see who they've got. They've got. They have the Rams next and week, and then the Jags. Then the Jags. So that's two unlikely. They lose wins. to the Rams. I still think they beat the Jags. I really do. But I it think won't be enough. I think that the Ravens might get in instead of the. Tetons, and I think that the Chargers might scrape in instead of the Bills potentially. So um, it's going to be it's going to be quite close now. Um, the Tetons still might scrape through. If you had said two years ago that the Titans and the Jags were going to be vying for getting into the playoffs, people would have shook their head at you. Well, like you were obviously crazy. the Jags have really secured a playoff spot. So yeah. the Jags, if the Tetons obviously lose to the Rams, even if the Jags don't win next week, the Jags will have secured the division. So in the last season game. They may not need to bother. So players such as Fournette, etc., etc., um, Lee might might not be playing. So um, that, that might be enough to to sneak the Tetons through. They might decide that because it's a divisional rival, they want to just put them out. I don't know. Two or three years ago, people would have shook their heads at you if you just had both these teams are vying for a playoff spot. Yeah, they really would. It'd have been the same as if you just said the Browns are going to do it. And look at the different directions these three teams have gone in. Two have really gone up. And one has just stayed at the bottom. Should we move on to the next game? Yeah. I think we should. Um, nothing really happened in this one. 27 to the Patriots, 24 Steelers. Um, Brady... Twi- the start of the negative, Brady threw an interception to the Steelers for the first time in 12 years. Yeah. 12 years. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Never mind, Steelers. Just wait another 12 for the next one, probably. <laughs> um, Burkhead... Touchdown again. That's six in five games, I think. Uh, no, since their bye, no one scored more touchdowns in the league than and uh, and then exited with a sprained knee. Yeah. Uh, but should be back for the playoffs, which is good because he's been our best player the second half of the season. Um, two hundred ninety-eight yards from Brady, twenty-two of thirty-five. It wasn't spectacular, but it just. You don't ruffle that man. No. He just looks so calm. Uh, Gronk had a superb game. Career game. Yeah. 168 yards. Yep. Um, he's, he's just a beast. Uh, whether they wrap him up now and don't play him so much so that he's available for the playoffs, I'm not sure. I wouldn't be surprised if he get, he played every offensive snap this week, and I don't think you'll see him play every offensive snap from now on. Well, next week, uh, they have the Bills... And then finish it off with the Jets. So, can so we should discuss where we started with our kickoff question. Jesse James caught the ball for a touchdown, and then the ball moved as he hit the deck. And on video review, it was overturned. No catch. Didn't complete the catch. That is the rule as it stands. We can debate whether or not the rule is good, but that's the rule as it stands. Big Ben did get the ball back with nine seconds yep. to go, and fake spiked. And threw an interception, yep. very reminiscent of the end of the Seahawks Patriots Super Bowl. Yep, yeah, it was very reminiscent. I think, had it been the other way around, 
I don't think Brady throws that interception. And I think that's the difference. I, I just think he comes up with something else. And Roethlisberger didn't. He, he just gets it wrong in that moment. Well, I think I was probably in the minority last week because I picked the Patriots to win this game. You did, and I did not. And in some ways, I'm quite pleased that they won it and won it close. And actually, I'm quite pleased that there was a bit of controversy at the end. And I think that might help the Steelers become a little bit more steely towards um, that championship game if if it happens. Um, I just can't get over make the Steelers a bit more steely. Well, you know, it's, it's a valid point, isn't it? So, you know, actually, sometimes the best motivation are you know are things like that. If you know that adversity, um, and they've had plenty of adversity against the Patriots in the past, but Brown is due to be back for the playoffs. He's only due to be out for the regular season. The regular season doesn't matter too much, apart from trying to secure that second seed, second or first seed in the AFC. So, and they should have enough to do that anyway. So, because um, I think they've still got the Browns to play. Brown they? exiting the game with a calf. In calf, the, yeah, was far more important than the Jesse James drop. If Brown well, was in that game, there is no controversy at the end. Of that so game. on Texans and the Browns, they play the Browns in the last week. So. Um, so yeah, when I, I watch some of this on Sky Sports rather than watching Red Zone again, a little bit of this, and um, they talked at the start of the game about the, how the Patriots try to take out one player, and they always try and take out one player from the offense. You know, um, whether it's by coverage, whether it's by you know hitting them out of the game, um, they try and take away one player, and they were arguing on Sky who it should be. Would you take out Bell? Or would you take out Brown? And Jeff. Jeff said he wanted he wanted Brown out of the game, I believe, um, and and that's what they did, you know, and they they managed to get him out of the game, you know, it wasn't anything illegal about it, just hard football, and they managed to knock him out of the game, and that changes their offense completely. So, um, but it meant they had to try different things, and it was still a very close game. So, I think if you put Antonio Brown back into that game, the Steelers win, similar to last year. If you'd have put Bell back into that game, the Steelers would have won. So, actually, they got very close without Brown. They must be thinking if they can keep everybody fit and play you again, the only risk they have is that they have to go to New England. And that's the that's the potential issue. So, there's something to be said for this, right? So, we, we agree that if Antonio Brown is out, the Steelers lose. Or if Bell is out, the Steelers lose. If they both play, the Steelers win. But when the Patriots lose a player, be it... Gronk or Lewis or Burkhead in this instance they just bring someone else in and they win but it's different approaches isn't it of course so so you you go by committee and you go by mixing up your play each week against the weaknesses of another team so you go right who is my best person against that weakness and you play them the Steelers go no no we don't need to do that we, we are too stars. good. Yeah. We have three stars. Yeah, yeah. We are too good. So we do not need to change how we play for you. So we will just do what we do and we'll win. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, when Keegan was manager of Newcastle United. Yeah. He would just he didn't care about defending because he just went, I've got Tino Aspria and I've got Andy Cole and David Ginola. So I'll just attack and attack. How and attack. did that work out for you in the end? We became second. Yeah, I don't know. I can see the Steelers coming second. <laughs> that's my point, though, is but that's their attitude towards yeah, it. Agreed, that, yeah. Whereas you come up with a plan for every team, and the Steelers go, nah. But it's interesting to see who they bring in. So Kenny Britt made it out onto the field, which was 
amazing. But I think the most significant thing to take away from this is they've got the bye week, haven't they? In the, in the playoffs, the Patriots. They have at the moment, yeah. So, yeah, but so will the Steelers. Probably. So that was huge for the Patriots, in my opinion, because they've had a bye week all seven times they've reached the Super Bowl with Belichick and Brady. Yeah, they've always had that. They've been the top seed, basically, or second seed. So, uh, did Kenny Britt actually make it onto the field? I, I one reception, seven yards. Excellent. He was a hundred percent Kenny. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Told you we'd get it in there. But yeah, so look, it was you know it was a good game, um, important game. But both teams, the Steelers came out of that game feeling like they had won the game. Yes. They do not believe they lost that game. It might say it in the column. But in their camp, they believe they won that game. You can see it all over Twitter, social media. They're all saying, "Yeah, refs can do whatever they want. We won the game." So they're not they're not walking away from that with any hangover whatsoever. Fair enough. <clears throat> now um, let's move on because we could think we could discuss that one. The last Cowboys. Yes, twenty versus oh. the dog shit Raiders. Dog shit. Oh, oh. So shit. The dog shit Raiders. Seventeen. Um, Prescott. Nothing. Particularly impressive. 18 no. 27, 212 yards, two interceptions, and a rushing touchdown. But Oakland can't get out of their own way this season. No. They should have won the game. Derek Carr rushed, reached, extended the ball to the pylon, and fumbled it through the back of the end zone. Has he done that before this season? Somebody else did it this season. I don't think it was. I've happened a couple of times this season. Uh, yeah. I don't think it was Bacard. I've never Bacard. heard of it. I think it was a Raider, though. Oh, yeah. uh, Gurley's also done it this season. He did it against the Seahawks yeah. in the previous game. Co- did Cooper do it earlier in the season? Somebody, I, somebody did it. it. Was, I think it was. Yeah. I've never, I'd never heard of this rule until this season. And then, like I said, it's about three times this year we've seen it come up where it becomes a touchback yeah. if you fumble it out at the end of the end yeah. zone. Well, it was just a disaster. Um, Derek Carr has not looked like last season's Derek Carr at any point this season. No. He just hasn't. I hope the off-season is a good chance for him to recover and they come back strong next year because their season is done uh, to all intents and purposes. I know they're classed on what we've got as holding on, but they're holding on with the Dolphins and then you've got the Chargers and the Ravens who are both significantly better. I don't think they're getting into the playoffs at all. Uh, I'm not sure whether they still got Lynch next year. He hasn't said anything about not being there next year, but 76 yards on 16 carries and three receptions for 16 yards. He's doing fine. I'd yeah. another year. Yeah, as would I, but is he going to want to come and play if he doesn't think they're a contender? I think so, because so. they're a local team. While they're, while they're still in Oakland, I, hope I so. think he'll probably stay. Uh, um, the most interesting thing about this game was the referee getting his piece of card paper out and yeah. checking, measuring for a first down using the paper. Yeah, um, he, um, I think uh, Del they, they, was quite angry about this. Well, they respotted the ball, didn't they? And, yeah. uh, and then he wanted to make sure that they definitely had reached the first down marker and actually got a piece of card out and measured it to confirm that the nose of the ball was you know, touching the line to gain. Yeah. Uh, yes, Del Rio hadn't seen it before, but I thought it was sensible reffing. If, yeah. you, if you're not sure and you think that that was the width of distance you needed to check, why would you not do that? No, it's, it's, you can't ask for any more than, than a ref doing what he thinks is the most sensible thing to do. Um, yeah. Zeke is back Zeke is week. back But Smith Got injured In the game Yes He um, He's the guy that You know Creates the holes For Zeke Yeah And when the The Cowboys were losing It was when Smith Was, was injured. injured Yeah, yeah. So it, the, it is 
essential that he's back next week. That's why they're trying to get him back as often as possible, aren't they? So they, they, they've, you know, what did he miss? Two or three games um, previously? Yeah, yeah, Was it yeah, three? Yeah. yeah, and they really struggled. And and Zeke, not Zeke, Dak just spent most of the time on his back, didn't he? <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. Dak was on his back. Um, uh, I was just reading earlier. Uh, Zeke has bet uh, Eric Dickerson that um, he's going to have 200 plus yards versus the Seahawks uh, on his return this week, um, which would be the most ever given up by the Seahawks. Anyone he think doesn't. he gets 200 yards? No, no. But to be fair, after seeing Gurley this week, but Gurley didn't get 200 yards. He got he, he got 150 by two minutes into the second half, and then they took him out of the game. But Zeke is going to be rusty. That's what I'm saying. He's been tra- he's been training hard. He he looks in yeah, better so shape than he left. Aaron Rodgers was training hard and he looked awful. The difference between having your shoulder repaired yeah, as course, a quarterback and, and then being off for six weeks I in doubt Carbo. it's as easy to just walk back into a game and get two hundred yards. Two hundred yards is a long. Oh way. yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, it's it's a it's a bet. But I think if if the O line's good, I think he tears that Seahawks defense apart because they looked ropey. Um, worn out yeah and yeah exactly it's not like he's coming back from an injury he's been off for six weeks training getting himself into shape because he he didn't look in great shape when he left and he was still tearing through teams so if I was the Seahawks I'd be quite worried anybody thinking Dallas are getting in as a wild card I don't think no I don't think so they've got the Seahawks and the Eagles not a chance I agree we're not a chance Oh, I don't know. You just never know. You never know. The Cowboys are one of those funny teams. You just never know. I would say no, but don't hold me to it. I just think. I just think Falcons. For me, the, the teams that are already there, I just think uh, too strong. Too to strong to, to let it go. To, to yeah, let it go. So if we, if you think though that the that the Cowboys beat the Seahawks, which is what we all said earlier, so that puts them. Who have the Falcons got next week? Have they got the Saints again? I don't think so. They oh, let me do Saints. Yeah, so look, I've got good memory, and I so finish on the Panthers. Yeah, so I'm not even looking at your piece of paper. So, so they play the Saints and then the Panthers. Yeah? yeah. So, if Dallas beat the Seahawks, like we all said they would, they're level with Atlanta, and then the Eagles won't need to play to win that game. So they could win both those games. So the Cowboys are still in it, aren't they? Same. If you're saying the Lions... We said earlier that the Lions are just about still in it, so are the Cowboys. Yeah. Makes sense. In that way of looking at things. So on to the Falcons. Yeah. Uh, Made hard work out of this, didn't they? God, they did. Ah. Yeah, um, and they managed... I needed 10 or 11 points from Julio, and he got three receptions, 54 yards... Throw him a touchdown pass, Matt Ryan. What is going on this season? It's, it's driving me crazy. Well, Matt Ryan only completed 50-ish percent of his throws. Terrible. 212 He's not yards. having a good season. He's not having a good season. Uh, it was 24-21 to the Falcons over the Bucks. Winston played all right. 27-35, nearly 300 yards and three touchdowns. That's probably about his best game of the season. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. The Bucks are so disappointing. Cut has got to go. Doug Martin hasn't reproduced any form. Will probably go. Sims will go. Do you know what? Doug Martin came back after the ban. And, and he did really well. Yeah. yeah. And was doing superb. And literally this week, this is what caused some of my issues this weekend. So Fournette was ruled out right at the end. 
Martin, they're with my two starting running backs. What did, so, he, what did he do? What rule did he violate? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm guessing it'll be something to do with curfews before the game or something like that, no doubt. Um, or he was out drinking because he's supposed to be born again, isn't he? But um, that's what caused me real issues um, at, the, at the start of this week's fantasy league because you know, on, uh, on sort of Saturday afternoon, I realised I had no running backs all of a sudden, hence why Greg Olsen <laughs> got traded away. Excellent. But um, yeah, it was disappointing, but I suppose it probably came down to who wanted it more in this game in the end, you know. And, and Freeman had a great game, didn't he? You know, running for the Falcons for a change. So yeah, 126 yards, or did I imagine it? 168 oh, yards. 168 yards. Um, with uh, a touchdown, that's or easily, two touchdowns, or two fumbles. His best game of the season. All right, fumbles aside, but it's easily his best game of the season. He's been so disappointing this yep, year. Yep. Yep. Um, out of interest, we were talking. They are refusing to name why he was a Dirk Cutter. Well, no, they're just saying it's. Uh, no, I'm telling you, that's, it, what that's the official. It's a violation, violation of team rules, and it's done. He'll be back next week. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, out of interest, Falcons or Cowboys? Which one would you rather see in the playoffs? Who makes it a better playoff? Cowboys. I also think the Cowboys make it a, a more fun and entertaining playoff. I don't. I haven't enjoyed watching the Falcons. I haven't enjoyed either of them. Shut up. You don't enjoy watching Zeke? I enjoy watching Zeke, but I also enjoyed watching Devontae Freeman this week. When he was great, when you and have, also he was fumbling. When you, have, so it was, you know. when you have Zeke back, that allows Dak, as we've discussed before, to do different things. And I think they are a far superior team when Zeke is there. Yes, it's a problem that Smith's not there, but I would much rather watch the, the last Cowboys. I'm not saying the Cowboys will get in ahead of the Falcons, but I would rather um, see the well, Cowboys in there than the Falcons. If the Cowboys... On current form, probably the Cowboys, but if... The Falcons have been awful this year, really. Yeah. They're a bad They've nine bodged and, their way to 9-5. Well, um, yeah. What's... Who is it? Gabriel. Taylor Gabriel, who was a, sort of a breakout yeah, star brilliant. last year. The Angel Gabriel. Yeah. Another um, Christmas reference. Never, no, yeah, another one. Yeah, uh, I like it. Like he it. hasn't really featured this year. No, he's done and um, they are saying, because he's, I think his contract is up this year, that he would like, uh, there were questions about whether he will be joining Shanahan at the 49ers as another receiving option for them. And that would be a great, another, you know, for them. Yep. I'd be happy with that. Speedster. Him, him and Goodwin, it'd be that so quick. Yep. Yeah. And then Pierre Garçon, the big body to, to take a yep. lot of the close receptions. Yep. And Kittle as well. Yeah, so yeah. he wasn't particularly complimentary on uh, Sarkeesian, so I don't see him being there next year. No. Okay. But be fair, could anybody be complimentary about Sarkeesian after this season so far? No. Simu. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he's their backup quarterback now, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, for... for for the Falklands for the Falklands for the Falklands the Falklands about the Falklands uh, oh god no Hardy scored a touchdown um, Free, Freeman Excellent scored a great one and, Simon uh, Weston Toy got a fumble, a fumble recovery as well say that again John Toy that was better um, but yeah for them for Atlanta it was all about uh, Freeman uh, 24 rushes 168 yards a touchdown uh, as well as but, uh, two fumbles, uh, but he also received sixty-eight yards. But as well, the the sort of cut in on his touchdown where the, the bloke just uh, sat on his ass was that superb. Was beautiful, yeah, it was really good, really superb. But um, yeah, I do. I I had the Falcons down for for a playoff pick uh, when we had to choose, so I've locked into them. Well, I hadn't looked at their fixtures. Uh, now I look at their fixtures, I worry. 
but uh, I, just, I don't think um, I don't think Cowboys or Falcons go very far in the playoffs if either of them get through. Myself, but that's just me. So that's the, that's the week done. So significant results from the second half of the uh, of the fixture list. Uh, do you want to go first four fixtures? I think the Steelers were significant. <laughs> no, but uh, take, taking away the running joke, I am going to go for the Jags. Because that is Blake Bortles getting into Super Bowl winning form. <laughs> I thought the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl. Is he going to play for the Chiefs in the Super <laughs> Bowl? I've said the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl at one point. <laughs> yeah. And then who did you pick in your actual predictions? The Patriots. Patriots. The, thing is, the thing is, right, I might be wrong in a lot of my opinions, but at least I stick by them. <laughs> uh, I will take the Rams just destroying the Seahawks I think that was the last thread of resistance in that division and they just annihilated them yeah I for me um, I, I was going to pick the Rams because it was just hilarious to see them uh, the Seahawks struggling so much and uh, Wilson scrambling and throwing it out of, throwing out of bounds behind him at one point which was I laughed um, and but as that's been picked I will go with Bills just keeping themselves hanging on uh, when I'd, Come on, I, Bills. I'd written them off a couple of weeks Come ago. Come on, the Bills. Come on. And yeah, I love Taylor. I think he's great. The one thing to note with the Bills game as well is there's quite a high push online on social media for Jay Cutler to be in the Pro Bowl. He's, part, he's eligible for voting. Really? <laughs> so I would love to see Griff's face if that happens. Well, um, I would have to change it to the Wank Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and in my house, that's not something you ever want to be near. <laughs> no Bowl. <laughs> Um, so for me, um, it was the 49ers. Um, That's a surprise. Slightly biased. Um, and it's, it's posed some interesting questions, actually. So um, if you look at the the, um, the league, we're, um, we're slowly but surely creeping up the league, aren't we? So um, if you look in the NFC, um, we're now ahead of the Bears and the Giants. We're level with the Bucks, um, AFC-wise. Um, if it all Colts, you had the Colts and the Browns. Colts and the Browns, but we're we're closing in on some other teams as well, aren't we? So Bengals, Broncos, Jets. So five, yeah. So and Texans. Oh, so four. potentially we could be finishing, you know, I don't know, as maybe the seventh worst team rather than the second worst team. All of a sudden, well, who now that changes next cup- week? Jags. Yeah. So that's a difficult game, and then we finish with the Rams. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. So in Los Angeles. That's two defeats then, right? Um not necessarily. Okay. We'll wait and see. Um all I'm saying is it changes shut up. Um they're all saying stuff. <laughs> the without saying just nodding. Anything. They're both just nodding. But it changes we'll, it we'll, changes. We'll see how Bortles does next week. See how the yeah. opinion is on so look, Gary there. No, so it changes things. It changes potentially where we might draft. Yeah. Yeah. And it also changes how appealing we are to trading for players who might want to join the 49ers. So the next question is, Jimmy G, he's only on contract till the end of the year. So Jimmy G gets a contract. How expensive is that contract going to be? 
is the next question. How much money are they going to, and how much confidence are they now going to put behind Jimmy G? They lock him up for a minimum five years. Yeah. Massive. So, so me and Jim, um, we're talking separately about this today, and we think it's going to be between 16 and $18 million a year contract, something like that. Yeah, definitely. So, potentially even a little bit higher. So, you're going to see potentially a very big contract come he, out. He could easily be a $100 million player. Yeah. So this is why I think it's significant. Um, actually, it changes the picture for the 49ers. So, and it changes the picture for what they might do and how they might do it in the off-season. So there was some reason there. Players will want to go and play with Jimmy G. You will not struggle to attract talent now. So I don't think it really matters whether you finish third or fourth or seventh or eighth. I think... You're set. I really honestly do think that you are set now for the next 10 years. Okay. Uh, any big plays that... Yes. There was an amazing play in the Patriots game uh, on a kickoff return by our O-lineman Dan Connolly. Have you seen it? Yeah. 71-yard fat man run. It was amazing. He even cut back across the field. It was br- and A handoff. Oh, oh, to watch the Steelers pl- just... They just fell around him. It was brilliant. I've never seen a fat fella run so far. And it, start, it started off hilariously as he sort of nursed the ball. And then he clung he to got, it like a baby he, in a house yeah. fire. And then was, suddenly he got confident. He went under the arm. <laughs> and, uh, it was yeah, so good. Handing off a player. You're like, oh, I, I've, never, I've never wanted a Patriot to score so much. Other oh. than Cooksy for fantasy, I've never wanted a Patriot to score so much. He was fairly close as well. Oh, God, yeah. Four, four, four yard line? Got to yeah, four yard line. <laughs> Was yeah, brilliant. It was so good. Who ever thought about putting him in charge of running that ball back? I do not know, but it was. It was, just, it was a bit of a muffed kick, wasn't it? The only yeah, reason he got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was, oh, it was so good. My yeah. my favourite was uh, Olsen with that bird touchdown, um, telling all his teammates that that was never going to be a touchdown <laughs> in a million years, um, and then having to eat humble pie as it got ruled a touchdown. Um, and you know, I think it was just Olsen in general it was good to see him back and fit he's a great player to have in the league and you know he showed some superb skills didn't he this weekend and you know they used him um, sparingly the first two weeks he was back and um, he was back with a vengeance this week so I'm going to go for something which isn't necessarily spectacular this week because I think it's something spectacular that's become consistent so you don't really recognise it bombs down to Tyreek Hill it's become so consistent it's not become spectacular anymore but for me that's that is spectacular that it keeps happening from a quarterback who doesn't do it to have that happening regularly. That's spectacular for me. Um, I really liked. It wasn't for a touchdown, but um, there was a Marvin Jones catch in the Lions game, um, and uh, yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I think fifty-eight yard catch, which I think was more than the other team had a. a, a double uh, what um, the Bears had achieved by that point in that one catch he was superb uh, he's had a brilliant season Marvin Jones yeah he's been really quiet points but when he's on he's superb he's outplayed Golden Tate this year I don't think anyone thought he would do that well did you see um, Golden Tate being uh, spun round as he he was tackled and then as he left the pitch kept spinning and turned it into a pirouette that's beautiful. No, it was beautiful. Well yeah. on him. Yeah, he's, if, you're, if you're on Twitter, follow Golden Tate. He's quite good. Um, yeah, so, um, any big games for you next week, guys? Uh, I'm looking at that uh, Jags Sporty News. That would be quite fun. Um, but, yeah. I think the Bills-New England game, because... <sighs> We have a habit of tripping over teams in our division at some point. We already tripped over the Dolphins. The Bills need a win. Uh, 
that could just that could just throw it back in Pittsburgh's favour again if New England slip up next week. I think that's going to be tighter than I would enjoy to watch. Um, other than that, there's a lot of fairly easy to predict games next week, would you not say? I'm going for a car crash next week. An absolute car crash of a game as the Browns play the Bears. <laughs> wow! I'm so looking forward to that game. Is, any, is anyone not cheering for the Browns in that game? I'm never going to cheer for the Bears, ever. So, we're cheering for the Browns in that game? Yes. Yeah. Come on, the Browns. Yeah, yeah. A, 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 a nice Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> As a... Um, but yeah, yeah. Does anyone have, does anyone have the Falcons getting a, a result from the Saints? I think the Saints beat the Falcons. I think that's the best game of the week. Yeah. Isn't, I'm looking through. There's not a, a load. It's of great not games. a good week. The Rams at the the Tetons could be okay, but the Rams could just blow them away. Seahawks, um, Cowboys. The yeah. Dolphins Chiefs game could be a reasonably good game because there's some people at the at the Dolphins. What did I just say? The Dolphins Chiefs rather than the Rams. It's late at night. Yeah. Um, the Dolphins, there's some people there trying to play for their contracts, so the Dolphins still might care a little bit. Um, and obviously the Chiefs need a win, so that could be that could be important. So that game might turn out to be okay. There's not a lot else out there, though. No, uh, fair enough. Well, Paul, have you got some Cleveland frowns for us this week? So I've done a few jokey things with this, but this is something that's genuinely pissing me off. Injuries. Okay. Injuries have ruined this season and taken away some great players. If you have a look at Seattle when getting destroyed by the Rams with their full complement on defence, that would never have happened. So I just wanted to run through some of the players who went out injured this week. I could build an amazing receiving core. Antonio Brown, Devontae Adams... Jeremy Macklin. I've got a running back as Austin Akela. Or Eckler. Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead. Marquise Lee as another wide out. You've got Landon Collins in defence for the Giants. EJ Gaines at the Bills. Georgia Loker at the Bengals. I'm just getting pissed off with the amount of injuries this season. So what's given me the Cleveland frowns is just the amount of injuries that are happening this season and this doesn't feel like this happened last season I looked into this already I don't have the numbers in front of me because I wasn't ready to I was going to put it on the website I wasn't ready to do it I haven't had the time but actually there is no increase in the last five years the number of injuries is it's like, it's like, it's like that year when loads of people died you know yeah. and there was other years where it just wasn't but as heavily look, reported I think it's the names that are getting injured so you, you know Brown Rogers, you know you know. But you look back last year to our fantasy season, it was ruined by all the big running backs getting injured. This season, we've lost Dalvin Cook and David Johnson. And the good thing is, John's never mentioned anything about David Johnson getting injured no. on in the first half. No. But last year was a terrible year for running back injuries. This year hasn't been as bad. It maybe has been worse for wide receivers, I don't know. But last year was definitely worse for running back injuries. I've been my entire fantasy team around Edelman, so that's pissed me off from day one. <laughs> Quarterback, we've lost a, a few quarterbacks, it feels than usual. Deshaun Watson, Rogers, is the big one, Rogers. I mean, for you know, he's not a huge name, but you know, Palmer, you know, for that, that yeah. that's a big, big loss for that. Carr was out for four or five games as well, wasn't yeah. he? Maybe, maybe Sam four Bradford. games. Sam Bradford, yeah, you know, it just feels a, you know, like uh, we've lost a few more quarterbacks. 
but bigger maybe. names. Maybe, but yeah, yeah. I think it's all in perception. I don't think the numbers, but yeah. it's perception. I think exactly. if you listen to this back at the same time next year, I think you'll just be talking about a different position group, but yeah. the same thing. It feels like we've lost more of such and such. Yeah. I, th- I really do think, I think it just goes around in cycles. Yes, yeah, but yeah, it's, 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 just, it's just how it's, how it's perceived. Um, so on that note, we'll, we'll take a knee, um, we'll come back to you um, probably a bit later next week, because of, you know, Boxing Day. <laughs> we normally, it would be Boxing Day. We'd be uh, podcasting next week, and uh, yeah, for that won't us, be happening. Some of us, that's also Christmas, really. Uh, it is Christmas for me. Yeah, house. and it's so, work for me. Really, that sucks. From the kitchen. <laughs> Not on Boxing Day. Um, no. So, um, who buys a kitchen on Boxing Day? Lots of people, mm. or around Boxing Day. New Year, new kitchen. Yeah, I'm in CG low. People changed their priorities. They fought about it over Christmas. Yeah. Fought. They fought about it. Yeah. Sometimes, Sometimes literally. Fight. Yeah, I'm sure. They fought and then they fought and then they buy a kitchen. Oh, fair enough. So uh, I think uh, we'll we'll say uh, we'll say goodbye. But also, Merry Christmas to those of you um, listening. And a happy Hanukkah. Uh, yeah. Oh God, yes, of course. That finished yesterday, didn't it? Um, I thought it was up to Christmas Eve this year or something. And a respectful Kwanzaa. Um, yes. <laughs> but yeah, we'll um, we'll see you between Christmas and New Year. Uh, uh, but yeah, a little bit later. So apologies about that. But in the meantime, we're also on our website, uh, com. We're also on Twitter, at BelichicsWorld. So uh, we'll hopefully you can, uh, we'll be quite active on Sunday. Uh, as... I think uh, hopefully I'll be having a few beers in me as the Twitter Twitter man. Uh, so yeah, um, but yeah, uh, as well. We're also on Facebook at Bill Belichick's World Podcast. Uh, so from uh, from myself, Johnny Fash. Uh, yeah, we'll see you then. See you soon. Have a merry Christmas. Do you know what I want as a Christmas present? More comfortable seating for the podcast. My ass is numb as fuck. I, I am looking into new seating, um, <laughs> but um, be yes. a cushion. You know, I'm not thinking about it. But I'm going to look a proper old man bringing my own cushion. I've got a blanket on as a cape, but it, I have got a blanket on. I'm just used to having a pain in the ass when I'm around the mic. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good night, Good night and happy Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. God bless us, everyone.